Hi, and welcome to the Transformations with Jane podcast, episode one. Uh, today, we are talking about living the dream. So, are you living the dream? Am I living the dream? How do we know when if we're living the dream? Yeah, so let's get started. Let me start first by telling, telling you a little story. And this story goes back to about two years ago. Um, I'd just lost a lot of weight and I was feeling really good. And um, that weight was uh, weight that I've been carrying for 30 years of my life. So I've spent, you know, um, sort of 70% of my, my life up to the point of uh, two years ago being overweight. And I finally lost it and I felt I was in a place where I could keep it off. And that just changed my whole life, yeah? Getting that weight off and having the confidence to get out there and do things uh, really changed the whole trajectory of my life. And I became very unhappy with my life in Japan. Well, actually, I'd always been unhappy with my life in Japan. And that sounds really bad because actually I had a really good life. Well, I have a really good life in Japan. I have a wonderful husband, a supportive Japanese husband. He's great. I have two beautiful, perfectly healthy children. I have a nice house. We have enough money. But I was unhappy. And, you know, what did I have to be unhappy about? You know, I had everything I ever wanted. Um, but the one thing I didn't have was control over my career, my life. Yeah, I was a stay-at-home mum with two small kids and I felt like I had given up my life um, to stay in Japan to be with uh, the man who I love dearly, um, but I hadn't um, pursued my own dreams and goals up to that point. You know, I went to Japan as an English teacher 15 years ago, imagining I would only stay there for a couple of years maybe, pay off my student loan um, and then go back to New Zealand, but I didn't. I stayed and, you know, sort of 13 years later, I was still an English teacher, still doing the same things, having the same uh, conversations with the same people sometimes and feeling very unfulfilled. And uh, I actually came across um, another New Zealand woman who is an entrepreneur and her name is Natalie Sisson and she talks about uh, your perfect day. And so I decided I would take this step of deciding what my perfect day looked like. And my perfect day went something like, um, you know, I wake up, I go for a run, my husband makes me breakfast, and I'm running around this beautiful lake with mountains. This is completely not where we live at present, and on and on and so forth. And so I realized that um, part of me needs to be here in New Zealand as well as in Japan, and I'm not quite happy with just the one country, and that sounds really selfish as well. Um, but after I realized that, and I realized that, you know, I'd been pressuring my husband to quit his job and saying, you know, you, you should give up your job, you work too hard, and you never get any holidays, and you never have any family time, and that was causing a lot of tension in our house because my husband actually doesn't mind his job, he quite likes it, he gets paid well, um, and, you know, he gets the odd trip overseas and things, so he was very reluctant to give up his really good job that he has for nothing. You know, he couldn't see what would be the benefit of us moving to New Zealand. 
Um, but I thought if I go to New Zealand, I'll be able to, you know, get my career going and, and I'll be able to earn money for our family. And it sounded all great until I realized that, well, actually, it doesn't need to be as drastic as that. Maybe I could just go to New Zealand. Maybe I could just take the kids with me and go to New Zealand for a couple of months every year. Sure, I'll be away from my husband, but um, it's better than what we're doing now, which is never going to New Zealand. And that was the problem with having two very small kids. It was just too hard for me to travel with both of them. But at that point, they got to an age where it was more manageable, and we, you know, we made it, yeah? So I decided that I was going to bring my children out to New Zealand twice a year, uh, once in um, New Zealand summer and once in New Zealand winter, which is the Japanese summer school holidays. And they would go to school in New Zealand while we were here and improve their, you know, work on their English skills. Um, and I would get to spend time with my family and be in my country where I feel, I still feel at home, um, to be able to get back to the beautiful nature that New Zealand has. We have these empty beaches you can just go and enjoy by yourself, beautiful forests just up the road. Um, it's just amazing, the nature here. And that's very, I realized that's a very important part of my life as well. So then I realized, well, actually in this, current state of my life I can't actually do this and the reason was because I was trapped in Japan basically with the work that I was doing I was I was actually working online as an English teacher but the conditions of that job was that I actually had to be in my own home sitting at my computer doing the work and I had a lot of textbooks that I had to use physical textbooks and so I couldn't travel with that job and I was very reluctant to give that job up. I'd done it for seven years. And I thought, surely the company will practically fall over if I quit because I'm such a valued member of this team. And I've been here so long. And, um, you know, and they've been so good to me. Every time I had a baby, they let me come back when I was ready. And la, la, la. <laughs> and all of this, these stories that I had made up in my head about um, quitting this one job. And, um, but then I decided, well, actually, it doesn't bring me much joy, this job. I actually have to do it when everybody else is um, sleeping. You know, I was doing it on Friday nights after my husband would come home from work. And a Sunday night I'd be working. You know, who wants to work on Sunday night? So I decided, right, going to quit this job. And so I did it. And they were like, oh, you're going to quit? Oh, well, that's a shame. You've been such a great teacher. Oh, well, all the best. And that was that. And so I realized that, well, actually, I wasn't as important as I thought I was. Bit of disappointment there. But I managed to move on. And I was just, it was just a relief to not do that job anymore, even though I actually gave up a reasonable sort of income. And that was another thing that sort of made it difficult for me to want to give it up. You know, how will I replace this income? Not that it, we necessarily absolutely needed it to survive. But I feel, felt like I needed to contribute to our family somehow. And because I have the skill of teaching English, and it's a valuable skill in Japan, um, it seemed like a waste not to use it. And so, but as soon as I gave up that job, another 
opportunity came to me. So I hadn't, didn't actually have any space in my life for great things to come to me because I was doing this job that was taking up my time. But as soon as I gave that up within was less than two weeks, I had another offer of, a, of, of work that I could do anywhere in the world as long as I had a computer or even an iPhone. I can do it on an iPhone. Um, and as long as I have Wi-Fi of some description, it doesn't even have to be um, broadband. It doesn't even have to be fast internet. You know, I can do this job anywhere in the world. So I took that that job opportunity, and I quit everything else in my life that was keeping me trapped in Japan. Um, and I renegotiated other things so that I and I just said, look, this is what I'm doing from now on. I'm taking my family away. I'm gonna not. I'm not going to be here. Uh, for two or three months of you know of the year, um, twice a year, I'm going to be disappearing for at least a month. Um, if that's okay with you, I'll continue, um, you know, working together. And most of, and it was fine for most things. You know, people just sort of got on with it and accepted that. And a lot of them actually said to me, "Wow, I'd love to do that. I wish I could do that." And I thought, "Well, you could. Well, you could, couldn't you?" <laughs> um, so I realised that, you know, a lot of the time. You know, I thought I was trapped in Japan, but actually I wasn't. The only thing that was keeping me in Japan was me and all these thoughts that I had. Oh, you know, I'm such a valuable team member in this company. I cannot possibly quit. What would happen if I did? And that wasn't actually true um, when I actually took the step to, to quit the job. So um, we started bringing, I started bringing the kids out to New Zealand twice a year last year. Um and my first thought was, oh, I must buy my own house in New Zealand. I must have a car in New Zealand so that I can recreate my Japan life in New Zealand. You know, and I need to be independent, and um, you know, I don't want to be bothering my mother with two noisy kids, um, you know, crashing around in her house for a couple of months each time. So I seriously thought that this was the way that we would do this, and. You know, I spent a lot of time and energy looking at houses to buy and that I could rent out when I wasn't there and all these kinds of things. And it was actually my mother and my sister who said, uh, you know, just a minute, why don't you just, you know, do an experiment and come out and see how it goes and maybe living with, with mum will be okay for a month. You know, maybe it won't be the same as when you're in Japan. It'll be a bit different, and but we, you know, it'll probably be fine. Why don't you just give it a go? So we did. We came. We stayed with my mother, and my mother actually owns um, her own business here in New Zealand. She runs um, a motel with ten units, so she's busy every day of the week with her business. And then we just come in freeload and, um, you know, take up space and make noise in her house for a month. But you know, she wants to see her grandchildren too, so. Um, I had to let go of that, you know, we're disturbing people belief, yeah, that it's okay to come and stay with my mother, and, you know, we negotiated what's going to happen, you know, we're not going to um, have ice cream after dinner every night, or something, you know, like, set the ground rules so that everybody's on the same page, and the kids are okay, um, because they know this is the, these are the rules here too, and it, and it's fine, yeah, <laughs> it just gets a bit rowdy and a bit crazy sometimes, but we're okay, and um, my biggest worry was, oh my goodness, you know, my kids only eat Japanese food, how are they going to go in New Zealand, 
and actually they are fine with that too. They just because they're so little, they just adapt to everything. And they're in New Zealand, they're good Kiwi kids, and they and they want to have no shoes on. And when we get back to Japan, they're all into taking their shoes off as soon as we go in the door, and they just adjust. So um, yeah, we've been doing this. We're on to our second year now, and it's going along really well. I really noticed that the kids' English improves a lot while we're here and that they're very much in the English immersion, English mode. And when we go back to Japan, then they switch back to Japanese very easily as well. So it really is priceless, this time that we're spending here in New Zealand. And sometimes I don't want to come. It's crazy. You know, sometimes it just seems too hard to take two kids by myself on uh, two flights of total of 15 hours international travel, and it takes us two days to get from our house to my mother's house. But it's so strenuous that it actually takes us three days because we need to have a break along the way um, because neither of us live near an international airport. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of travel involved to get here, and sometimes I do not want to come. But when I get here, it's great, yeah? And sometimes it's not great too. Um, we're far away from my husband, yeah? He's in Japan and we are on different time zones and it's hard to get kids to talk normally and not you know I'm sure if you have kids you'll know as soon as you try and get them to talk on Skype they just turn into um, these insane people and you're like well you were completely normal a minute ago why are you now acting really weird um they can't they can't seem to just be normal and and talk and um you know connect with their parent back in in Japan but anyway we try and um, this is the, but you know, the bigger goal is that we are spending time with it, um, our family in New Zealand. We don't always get to see, and eventually we'll go back to Japan and we'll have plenty of chances to see um, their father again. Anyway, so um, yeah, sometimes we have to just be in the moment and just enjoy why we're here and what we're here for, and not what we're missing out on. So, um, yeah, there are a lot of challenges to doing what I do, to bringing, bringing my family halfway across the world twice a year. Um, but I hope in the future that, you know, it will mean that they're good little Kiwi citizens, good new, little New Zealand citizens, as well as, um, you know, being active members of, the, of Japan as well. So um, that's my dream for them <laughs> in the future. And in the meantime, they're really enjoying you know, their Vegemite on toast for breakfast instead of um, soup and rice. But uh, when we get to, back to Japan, that will be what we're having there. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to sort of give you an overview of uh, the journey so far. And it's very much an ongoing journey. So um, as I, after I started bringing my kids out here, I started changing from being just an English teacher to being um, a coach, someone who coaches people um, and to improve their lives. I started running my own retreats. You may have heard uh, of my um, retreats or even being on one of them. Um, they are called transformation retreats. <laughs> We're very much into the transformations here. Um, and those are bringing women together um, who want to improve something about themselves. It's so much fun for me to organize events like that and to have a chance to um, be away from my family and be 
with other like-minded women. I just find so empowering, so powerful and uh, energizing. So I can go back to my family and I actually want to spend time with them too after having a little time away from them. So giving um, women space to, you know, providing a space, a safe space where they can come, enjoy themselves and go back to their families and even better than when they arrived, yeah, is my goal with my retreats. And so um, through this podcast, I'd like to um, talk about some of the transformations that um, people who come on my retreats have uh, experienced. Um, also, I'd like to talk about some of the transformations some of my clients have experienced. And also some of my, um, I'll use a Japanese word, senpai um, entrepreneurs in Japan have experienced through their um you know, their businesses and working uh, and living in Japan. So that's going to be a big theme as we progress through the episodes here. So yeah, today I just wanted to talk about my my idea of living the dream, uh, which I'm doing at the moment, <laughs> trying to do. Some days it's not always a dream. Uh, some days it's just hard work. But um, it's a pro- what I want to say is it's a process, yeah. And it's an experiment. So we have to know you know, what it is actually like to do this. And so if we put all our energy and all our uh, resources into something and then realize this doesn't actually work for me, it's very disappointing. But if you treat it as an experiment, and my my own coaches always say this to me, <laughs> um, is, yeah, let, what, what if this was just an experiment? Yeah, it takes a lot of the pressure off. We don't need to invest so much time and energy and resource into it. We can just give it a go, see how it works, see what needs tweaking. Okay, you do not need a whole house to yourself when you go to New Zealand. Living with your mother for a month is actually doable. Um, you know, whatever it looks like for you. You know, I talk to a lot of um, women in Japan and they say, oh, in five years, I'm going to go on a one-year um, exchange overseas. I'm going to go overseas and live overseas for one year. And I say to them, is that a good idea? And they say, what? Of course it's a good idea. I said, well, yes, it is. But have you done this before? Have you tried this? No, I haven't. Okay, well, what would an experiment look like for you? How about going for a week somewhere and seeing if that's doable? How about going for two weeks somewhere? And let's not wait five years, okay? So a lot of, um, especially in Japan, I notice a lot of putting things off for a long time in advance um, you know, oh, when my kids do X, when my kids have left home, um, you know, when my kids are married, when I've finished my, when I've retired is a popular one, um, I was like, well, um, why not start now? You know, why not give it a go now and see if that's what you want to do? Because when you're retired, you probably want to do something different. So, yeah, let's make an experiment of it right now. So here is a small challenge for you. Um, considering where you are now and where you'd like to be in the future, What's a small experiment you could do to see if that is exactly what you'd like to do in in your uh, future dream life, yeah? Maybe it's that you want to live by the sea. So, you know, maybe you could spend a week by the sea and, and see if that's actually fun for you, you know? It might not it might be quite annoying to have all those wave noises. Who knows? Um, another one 
is, you know, so some people in their dream life are spending a lot of time swimming, yeah, There's, they, they refer to swimming in the water, well, maybe that's something you could do now, you know, you get a membership to your local swimming pool and get down there a couple of times a week and see how you can take small incremental steps towards your ideal life, yeah. So that's all I have for you today. If you would like to um, send me a message, you can get, you can find me on social media at uh, Jane Nakata on Instagram. You can find me at my website www.janenakata.com. That's J-A-Y-N-E Nakata N-A-K-A-T-A dot com. And there you can find out all about my retreat schedule. Um, you can sign up for my newsletter and hear about my, um, you know, my retreats when they become available to register for, for um, how you can work with me one-to-one if you're interested in that. And um, also you can find me on Facebook under Transformation for Transformational Retreats <coughs> excuse me, by Jane. So um, I'd love to hear from you. Please tell me um, your experiments, what you're going to do. And yeah, I look forward to hearing about that and I will report back um, on any really good ones I hear from listeners in future episodes. Okay, thanks for listening today and I will look forward to episode two coming soon. Thank you.